Welcome to the Christian Wealth Podcast, where people come to learn what the Bible says about money, wealth, and business. Be inspired by some of the greatest Christian thinkers and commentators from around the planet. Enjoy this episode with your host, Alex Cook. 96.3, we are catching up with Alex Cook from Wealth With Purpose this morning. Good morning, Alex. How are you? I'm very good, Ross. Good to be back. Good to have you back. And uh, we're going through some, well, pre, very, very close now, pre-June 30 strategies. And uh, one of those, considering it's the end of the financial year, is giving. Now, uh, are there any good models of giving in Scripture? Yes, there is. And um, one of my favourites is actually just looking at the early church, you know, when we you know, when we think about the early church and some of the amazing signs and wonders and things that took place, it's always good to look at, um, I mean, one of my favorites is actually the book of Acts. And uh, in there, we see this sort of model, I think, of what society could look like. It's actually quite exciting. Um, in fact, I'll read it out because I think it um, this gives people a really good insight into what it would have been like back then mm. when the church was just getting formed. Uh, this is from Acts chapter 2 verses 44 to 47, so well worth uh, listeners looking up. It talks about all the believers were together and they had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. And every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who have been saved. Mm. So I think what's amazing about this is they shared everything. Even though there was private property ownership, so different, everyone had different amounts. Some people mm. had a little, some people had a lot. They would share what they had. Now, some Christians take this way too far and out of context. They take it and say, oh, this is some sort of Christian socialism. Yeah. That, that's false. Uh, it's very much this uh, the idea that everyone had different amounts, but they were willing to share what they had. Mm. And I think that's what's uh, remarkable about the generosity of the early church. They just shared. Um, and it also says here that they um, gave assets, not just income. And I think the way many of us are wired these days in churches, often we talk about giving out of our income and concepts like tithing and that kind of thing. Uh, but what they did was they went one step further. It says here they, they sold homes, they sold things, they actually sold possessions that they had mm. in order to give to those who are in need. And of course, when we look at our society, especially at the moment, and indeed really throughout history, there's always been great need that Christians could fulfill. And that's needs like, say, 96.3, which is trying to get the gospel out there and into the community. Mm. That's a great need and a very important need that's got to be filled, uh, as is the need with helping the poor as well. They're, they're two great needs. We've got to give the gospel to as many people as we can. And we've also got to give physical you know, provision to people as well. So we can do that by not giving just our income, but our, our assets too. And that's, I think, a really big challenge for people. Yeah. And of course, here it says... They enjoyed the favour of all the of all the people. And what's fascinating, I think, about this is the really last verse there. It says, "The Lord added to their number daily those who have been saved." Mm. You know, and I often say to people, my sort of theological interpretation of that is that if we want to see you know revival in our nation, it's going to begin with Christians stepping up to the plate and living generously, living sacrificially. Mm. And so, when the world looks at us, rather than you know hearing about all the things that we're not where unpopular for these days, yes. they'll actually see the amazing things we are willing to do for others and the fact that we are willing to sacrifice and give up things for the better, you know, the betterment of other people's lives. Mm. When they see that, I think we'll see 
you know, amazing uh, revival in our nation. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Well, I asked the question, <laughs> are there any good models of giving in Scripture? I'd say it's pretty close to the perfect model of uh, giving in, script, in Scripture. So, Alex, what are some Christian principles for giving? Yeah, look, there's, there's quite a few. So I'll try and sort of narrow it down just to a few key ones. Um, but I think there's an expectation in Scripture that we'll give. You know, as Christians, we're called to model Christ uh, and we're called to be obedient to, to him. And when we think of, of Jesus, he was the ultimate giver, so much so that he gave his own life. You know, the famous verse, John three sixteen, that God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Mm. And so that's the ultimate act of sacrifice. So we're going to try and model Christ in how we live our lives. Um, but there's a couple of really good principles here. And one is that giving should be regular. You know, this is something we should be doing week in, week out. Yeah. Christians should have a lifestyle of giving. It should be something... Uh, that we do just as our normal part of day to day life. Mm. Um, it's also important to remember that you know the Bible makes it very clear that we need to give to the poor. There are obviously there's a lot of people hurting in our own society, but even, indeed across the world, uh, there are people who are you know starving. And of course, there's talk about food shortages and all these kind of things at the moment. Uh, and so we need to think to ourselves, how can we help those who are poor and who are in need? Um, that should be a, a a big responsibility for us as Christians. Mm. Um, another one is, of course, is that giving should be within our means. You know, God doesn't want you to go racking up a credit card debt in order to give. He wants you to give sensibly, um, honor him with what you earn and uh, and to give some of, you know, a portion of what you earn and any assets, of course, you have as well. But do so within your means. You know, God's not trying to impoverish you by giving. In fact, the reality is the opposite is likely to occur. I mean, the Bible uh, makes it very clear that when we live a generous life, that will be rewarded, particularly eternally. You know, I'm not trying to promote some sort of prosperity gospel here yeah. or anything like that. You know, that's not the point. But it's merely to say that God does incentivize us to give. He wants us to, to live generous lives. And of course, he'll, um, he'll um, bless us for that, particularly in eternity. You know, we will be rewarded according to how we've lived this life. Um, so there's some really important ones there. And of course, give cheerfully. God doesn't want you to give, you know, because you feel this sort of intense obligation or anything like that. Yeah. Um, we should give cheerfully because we love people. We want to help people. We want to see people blessed. We want to see our churches grow. We want to see, uh, you know, organizations like 96.3 want to see you reach as many people as you can. And so that requires money and it requires cheerful giving um, in order for, for us to achieve that. And of course, really important one just to remember in all of this is it's actually God's money anyway. You know, um, the money that we have that, that he puts in our hands, it's actually, it's actually his anyway. So exactly um, right. all we're doing really is just um, being good stewards of it with the way we handle it. Some good, uh, some good principles there for people to, to think through. Exactly. Alex, this should be a one-size-fits-all question. And we're talking giving. How much should we give? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, one size fits all. <laughs> um, look, this this is one that always tests our hearts. Um, you know, giving is the ultimate heart issue. You know, often when we're 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 reaching for the wallet, it, it's a hard thing to do. In fact, I think it was Martin Luther that famously said, you know, there are three conversions: the head, the heart, and the wallet, <laughs> and in that order. <laughs> so it's often the last thing to get converted. Um, but look, many people, Christians, talk about the concept of tithing, which means ten percent. They talk about giving a uh, tithe. Um, I, when I look at 
the New Testament particularly, because tithing is something predominantly you see in the Old Testament. Mm. It is very, very loosely mentioned in the New Testament, and we won't go into the, the long theology of it. But what, what I see in the New Testament is Jesus always raises the bar. Jesus doesn't lower the standard of giving in the New Testament. He, he raises it, as he does with many other things like marriage and divorce and so forth. So the point here is that you know our giving should be something that's it's generous it should be from the heart mm-hmm. i think it should stretch you you know it should be something where you think you almost feel a little bit inco- uncomfortable not in a, a negative sense but you yeah. feel tested um because you're pushing yourself to give more and to live a faithful life um you know we should give just because we get a tax deduction that's a bonus yeah. uh you know I'm, I'm all for tax deductions don't get me wrong <laughs> uh, but 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 merely to say it's really this heart issue and each year we should try and increase increase our giving you know there might be some listeners here that they're giving for the first time so if if that's you then i'd be saying you know look, do a budget so you can look at how, how you manage your money see what you can afford to give and maybe if you, if you can't start with 10 percent, start proportionally keep building it up mm. you know start with a small amount you know so you know there'll be some listeners who are in tough circumstances and maybe they're a single parent uh, maybe they've recently lost a job i always say to people give something but you know work your way up don't don't feel this burden of pressure to give yeah. more just do it in proportion and start working your way up so you can become a better giver over time and uh yeah just focus on giving faithfully um and, and giving out of your heart because ultimately it is the ultimate heart issue all right alex if our listeners are, uh, are thinking i really need to get my money sorted out so i can uh, leave some room for giving there or put that as the front priority how can our listeners get in touch with you yeah i said people jump on wealthwithpurpose.com that's our website and on there they'll find lots of great information that'll really uh, you know help them get started uh, whether it's our ebooks our webinars podcasts there's all sorts of things there just to really get you started and get you thinking about money from a biblical perspective so yeah please check it out and before we go, I might just get you to give us a bit of encouragement from Scripture on the giving angle. Yeah, look, one of my, I mean, when you read the Bible, 2 Corinthians chapters 8 and 9 have uh, a wealth of information about living a generous life. And one of my favorites is uh, 2 Corinthians 9 verse 8. It says this, it says, And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you'll abound in every good work. And so really what we're saying here is uh, God is able, God is a God of abundance. There's no recession in heaven. I know people talk about recession <laughs> at the moment, but there's no recession in heaven. Okay. And he is able to supply all your needs. In fact, he desires to look after you as his children. He wants to meet your needs, but also he wants to bless you so that you might be a blessing to others. In other words, he wants you to abound in every good work. That's what the Bible says. It says to abound in good works. And so he, he blesses you with a certain amount of money and you're to use that not only to meet your own needs, but to abound in good works. Fantastic way to wrap it up there, Alex. Thank you very much for your time. We'll see you on the other side of the financial year. Absolutely. Thanks, Ross. <laughs> Thanks, Alex. You're in 96.3. <laughs> 